Welcome back to another episode of Inside Access Control, uh, sponsored by SIA. Very excited today to have John Calzaretto join me. He's the CRO and president of CenturyCard. Uh, John, thank you very much for taking the time to join. Lee, great to see you. Thanks uh, for the opportunity. Of course, absolutely. Uh, excited to do it. You and I, uh, I think we met through LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. It was the right after actually putting the, uh, the chart that I put together out sort of ranked and tiered different companies, didn't have you on it. You reached out, uh, wasn't aware of the technology, then friend of friends, that type of thing. Uh, you know, I've been historically talking about going from cards to mobile. And just like in a lot of things, this whole idea that, I don't know, things are peg to peg. And, and my belief though is it's actually about the use case. It's about the technology. It's about moving the things forward. And I think what you've shown me so far has excited me to the to the point that we wanted to do this. And, and it's it's a different totally different mousetrap, if you would, from what we've yep. seen. So before we jump into it, though, why don't you introduce yourself? That sounds to great. The company that yeah, and just uh, right out of the gate, it is interesting how we found each other. And uh, as we'll discuss, this whole idea of doing a podcast on access control is, is intriguing to us because, as you'll learn, we really didn't set out with the access control market, per se, in mind. So again, thanks for this opportunity. Um, we have an interesting... Uh, story to our company progression from its roots as well as the people involved. So I'll, I'll try and summarize it quickly. We're a Chicago-based company and we're founded in 2013. And our original founder is a guy named Finus Connor, who's now retired and, and no longer involved with the business. He's enjoying his, uh, his later years. But Finus was the co-founder of Seagate Technologies and then subsequently Connor Peripherals which was then reacquired by Seagate. Uh, and if you look into it, you know, those were two of the fastest growing tech companies in US history. They both hit a billion dollars in sales faster than even Apple or Microsoft did. So a pretty incredible ride that he was part of. It actually landed him on the cover of Fortune Magazine in 1990, I believe. So great roots to our company coming from a guy that really kind of had two unicorns already under his belt. Um, and he had a vision for in, in founding Century originally, uh, again, it wasn't an access control. It wasn't even a security play, as we'll get into. It was more about taking large devices and making them small. He had a focus on creating ultra-thin electrical devices, electronic devices, and it just so happened to lead us to where we are. So I'll get into that momentarily. Just from a company leadership background, uh, we're still a, a relatively small enterprise, and the, and the two guys uh, at this point steering the ship are myself and my partner, Mark Bennett, who is also the CEO and CTO of the company. Back uh, when Finest founded it, Mark was his CTO. Uh, just by way of my background, as we've discussed, I'm kind of uh, a tale of two careers in the respect that I spent the first 15 years in telecom uh, and found myself running a billion dollar division of SBC Communication, you know, which became AT&T, you know, learned the, the Fortune 25 hallways. But then I left uh, in 2005 to join my college roommate from University of Illinois, a guy named Brian McCormick, that was a commercial printer at the time and, and out of college had been a print broker. And uh, to his credit, kind of saw the utility of the internet in the late 90s. I'll never forget these kind of lunch conversations about, you know, Cal's, I think this internet thing's here to stay. And uh, without really knowing what he was doing, uh, built the first relational database on commercial printing assets and turned it into a company called Interworkings. I joined him uh, after it had a little bit of traction underneath it, but 
it, it went public in 2006. I became president of that company and we grew it uh, among a lot of people to over a billion dollars in recurring annual revenue. Um, so that was kind of fun and really set my entrepreneurial roots uh, in motion. But if that wasn't fun enough, and again, this is better conversation uh, over a cocktail, is that we took that business model and turned it then into a less than truckload freight company called Echo Logistics, which also went public and grew to a billion. And, and the culmination of all this entrepreneurialism was one of our guys, uh, Andrew Mason, thinking of Groupon. So in the same building in Chicago, you had four huge companies, three became public multinationals. So I was a fly on the wall and got to see it, but it really kind of leads me towards being attracted to, to companies like Century. My, my business partner, Mark Bennett, uh, who I regard affectionately as the chief propeller head, is really the brains of the operation and has turned the technology into what it is. Mark uh, spent the front end of his career in the Air Force in satellite reconnaissance. So he's got some interesting stories about uh, the time he spent in a mountain in South Korea retasking satellites. From there, he went to work for the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and ended up building out their European and Asian operations. So we have, we have uh, some salt and pepper in our hair, although the Zoom doesn't do it justice, uh, and, and we've kind of been to the rodeo. So leading to Century, the first, the, let's talk about technology that's led us to this conversation we're having today. And, and really, in the respect of what you're doing, Lee, you know, kind of the conversation about shifting paradigms, uh, it's what Mark Bennett and I are all about. And, and I gave you a little bit, probably too much detail on our backgrounds, but you know, the word disruption today is become a cliche and is wildly, wide, wildly overused, but I've seen disruption, so I, and so has Mark. So it's really what drives us and has driven us in this mission of Century, kind of parlaying Finus's original vision. So when Finus set out, again, it was about ultra-thin microelectronics, and he had a drawing on the back of a napkin of, of his vision for turning the first iPhone into a smart card form factor. And his use case that he had in mind was to create a medical record portability device, uh, enabling people, right, to, to have something they could carry in their purse or wallet with their medical history. So God forbid they got hurt while they were abroad, right? There, there was no searching for, you know, their illness or ailments or aller allergies were. So pretty cool idea. And, you know, uh, the Affordable Health Care Act was kind of in its infancy. So he, he, he really thought he could build a product to meet uh, a growing market. And Mark Bennett took that napkin and set out to build that first generation of our platform, and we succeeded in doing it. So as we'll supplement this uh, conversation with imagery, you'll, you'll see a pretty uh, you, revolutionary, really, feat of engineering. Now, in, in retrospect, we were building it in Asia. It was expensive. It was about three times as thick as a standard credit card. So we were getting close to the smart card form factor. And when it was finished, there really wasn't uh, a robust market for it. So I, I kind of write that off as our minimum viable product. Uh, where the story I think gets more interesting and brings us closer to today is about four years ago, uh, out of networking, just similar to how we met each other, uh, Mark and I were introduced to some people in Cleveland, uh, one of the folks, namely a, a common uh, acquaintance of ours, Pierre Borgetz, in the security field, who were having a conference at the time uh, discussing convergence, which we really didn't know a ton about and certainly weren't 
you know, really focused on security. So we met Pierre in that group, heard them out and, and kind of showed them what we had built. And the reaction was, wow, you guys seem pretty smart. This thing is a pretty incredible feat of engineering. But if you listen to us, we may actually be able to lead you into a market that's much bigger than the original vision. And, and it was related to security. And, and what was described to us at that point, what, and, the, and the, again, the, the thesis of their, their meeting was convergence. And what we, was explained to us was the convergence taking place organizationally within large enterprises related to security, how physical security and those worried about entry were now starting to deal with IT more and more who were focused on the logical access side of things, and then this concept of mustering and how human resources was very worried about who was in or out of the building in case of an evacuation and how those budgets were coming together. The real challenge that they laid out to us is they were like, look, there's no device that we can pinpoint today that is also converged technologically that enables all those use cases in a single form factor. And you know, they basically said, look, you guys seem smart. If you could build it, it would be incredible, but nobody has. So we doubt you can have a nice life. And if you do give us a call, just continuing that story is that we, Mark Bennett accepted that challenge, just like he accepted the first napkin uh, to build the iPhone in a smart card. And in the course of 18 months, we we set out to build it. That's our generation two product. Really became kind of a Swiss army knife of security. And, and equally important, we started thinking about go-to-market strategies and supply chains. So we moved the operation from Asia to the United States, wanting to get ahead of any tariffs that we might have foresaw with the uh, campaign coming up. Uh, we could have never really predicted the COVID situation that we have now. So we're more thankful than ever to have control of our supply chain domestically. But we, we built a set of technology that incorporated UHF, right? Uh, and let me even back up. I know, I know we'll talk through this and, and, and groom it a little bit, but what we really set out to do was not recreate the wheel. And this is a very important point as you understand our kind of ethos, right? Is we didn't want to compete with the likes of HID or NXP or FPC and Ambic, the people that are, are ultimately inside of our platform now, because that's a fool's errand and very expensive. Instead, we said, what if we could take best in breed existing security and figure out how to design, configure, and encapsulate it into a credential, right? Some, a form factor that people are used to, but with much greater utility, and then do it in a way that provided that Swiss army knife to an end user that didn't require them to rip out and replace all their existing infrastructure, right? So ROI is always in the forefront of our thinking. And that's what we ended up building. In March of 2019, uh, we headed into the ISC West show in Vegas, uh, wandering the hallways with our Gen 2 card, looking to attract interest from the major system integrators. We succeeded in that. And they subsequently, a few of them brought us to their end users that just happened to be major banks. And the banks led us to this generation three card that we'll talk about you know, as, as the real disruptor, which is the banks I'm speaking about who I'll leave nameless said, listen, this is really cool. This does solve a lot of problems. We love the fact that it doesn't require rip and replace, but it's missing one key element. And that's a biometric. And as we've learned throughout this process, we, we, we listened to the end user because we weren't, we're not widget manufacturers. We're not trying to sell something off the truck. 
we're innovators and, you know, and, and builders. What was described to us is, look, converged technologies you have inside your platform are great. We have an issue with biometrics, and that, and that issue is that we're dealing with a lot of different point solutions, right, uh, throughout our organization and among the silos. It's very expensive. It's disparate. And even if it's effective, we also are faced with this growing privacy concern and the GDPR regulations in Europe and the you know, now present CC, the California Consumer Protection Act in the US, which I believe will go national you know, quickly here. And the storage of the biometric in a database or server, even if it was in transit during enrollment. Uh, and, and these large enterprises are also smart enough to know that even if an employee signs off and acknowledges, I know you have my biometric, it doesn't free you from the liability if there's a breach. As you'll probably research, there's dozens, of, if not hundreds of class action lawsuits right now where employees are suing for their biometric being compromised. So anyway, we heard them out and we took that feedback. And then last summer, we really said, okay, look, we have knowledge about biometrics. We were working with some of the larger global sensor manufacturers. We ended up finding that FPC out of Sweden was, in our opinion, the world's best uh, sensor, met with them and, and then realized that we can embed that into our Gen 2 card and some key attributes of it, not, not, to, not to look to sell things here, but really this is special. So not only did we embed a biometric into a credential, but you enroll the biometric directly onto the credential. It's stored securely, can't be retrieved off the credential and it's matched on the credential, right? So it puts it all in one place. It alleviates all the risk and compliance issues and really now turns anything it touches into a biometric device. So instead of deploying palm readers or fingerprint readers or wedge readers on computers, you now have a single credential, just happens to be a credential that you can authenticate an identity and change the way, uh, you know, businesses are operating. So if so, people want to get a hold of you and find out more to, you know, if they're interested in that, this type of technology, and maybe they take and think about different form factors and, and you can OEM it to them and, and bring this level of authentication, connectivity. Um, I, I do like to, to think about it. Uh, I do think it gets pigeonholed into a card. Yep. And, and uh, you know, we should probably have a bit more curiosity to more of sort of the, what, what, what it can create, the, 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 the abilities that it brings and, and the use cases of value that it can do instead of, you know, is it, does it have, you know, Z-Wave 1942 or whatever is on there, which we like to all do. But um, so if what people want to get a hold of you, where's the best place to do that? Uh, our website is uh, centuryenterprises.com and there's uh, the ability to, to request information. John, I really appreciate it. This was fast paced. This is what I thought. Ton of information. All, yep. all my interactions with you, it's, yeah, I've got to bring my cup of coffee and, and, and mug to, to take all the info in. So I yep. appreciate you doing that here. I know it's a short form, but uh, it at least gives people a taste of exactly what they're getting. I, I'm, I'm intrigued with the fact that you all come from outside the industry. So there, and you've seen it twice, you said three times now. Yeah. So uh, there's no sense of fear if you would of the unknown, because it's more of like uh, just the hustle and, and the, the continuing to push. So I'm excited to see what you all do here. I think it'll be very interesting. Great. I really appreciate the conversation, Lee. Of course. Thank you. <laughs>